You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, all about real estate edition. Shining a light on the movers and shakers in the real estate industry. The home builders, developers, realtors, and suppliers making it all happen. Good morning and welcome back to Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio. I'm your host, Carol Morgan, and I'd like to recognize our show sponsor, Denim Marketing, a company I know a little bit about. At Denim Marketing, we work to make your marketing a comfortable fit. So give us a call if you need original content for social media, public relations, marketing campaigns, email marketing, blogging, you know, et cetera. Well, we're going to talk about 2024 and getting ready for next year today. So when it comes to planning for the new year, I see that builders sometimes get really overwhelmed and are not always sure where to start. So I asked Greg Bray to join me in studio today so that together we can talk about what we see on the horizon and what's important for builders in 2024. So I know that we'll have some SEO tips in here and probably some website suggestions. But I'd like to welcome Greg back to the show. He's been on before. So welcome back, Greg. Thanks so much. Pleasure to be with you again today. Yeah. Well, give us that, you know, overview of yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and your background. So I come from uh, a large family of six. And so my wife and I decided to have another large family. So we've got six kids and that's uh, pride and joy. And just because it wasn't enough, we added a dog a few years ago um, just to kind of keep things lively. But only one's at home still. So so we're heading into that that transition period of uh, having a much quieter house than, wow. than, than we used to. So that's that's fun. But I come from a, a computer science uh, and programming background. Love being that translator between business and computer people and trying to help everybody speak the same language because sometimes they they get sideways with each other and don't really kind of talk the same stuff. So so that's kind of, I, I think, kind of my my secret superpower is being a translator <laughs> between those, those two groups. Well, that's awesome. So six kids. So you almost have enough kids to fill your own baseball team. Yeah. I mean, basketball, we've got a sub, right? If, yeah, so if we yep. need to. So, yep. so that we, we'll, we'll stick with that. Although we're it's getting really basketball. good at pickleball lately we've Ooh. been picking up pickleball so got several in the family that are getting uh really good at pickleball so. uh, that's exciting so well, that's cool i haven't um i haven't picked up on the pickleball yet but uh i understand that it's a uh, it's a lot of fun well give us that thirty thousand foot view of blue tangerine so at blue tangerine we believe that every home builder deserves a sales generating website and that if you don't have one, it's not because websites don't work. It's because yours doesn't work. And, <laughs> and, and so we we provide digital marketing and website development services that help builders achieve that goal. And ultimately, we really know that the web and the Internet drives new home sales. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you know, as much as 50 percent of your sales should be coming from web generated leads, if not more in today's world. And so that's our goal is to help builders achieve that. Yeah, absolutely. Well. 2024 is right around the corner. How should home builders be planning for it? I think the biggest thing is we need to recognize that it's time to move forward with our efforts. Everybody feels like they're just in pause mode, wait and see mode. And, and everybody's just kind of, I, I'm not sure what we're waiting for. You know, it, it's somebody <laughs> to say, it's okay now, right? Or whatever. It's like, I'm, I'm waiting for that too. It doesn't seem to be coming. Nobody seems to be able to say well, well, that. Wait, ready? <laughs> It's okay now. All right. Carol we'll has now it. said it. It's Carol, okay now. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> you know, it, I mean, interest rates threw everybody for a loop. We kept hoping they would stop going up or start going down. They seem to not know what they're going to do, you know, all over the place. 
there's weirdness in the resale market that's making a lot of builders be just fine again in spite mm -hmm. of all of it, you know, which is kind of intriguing the way that works, you know, but yet at the same time, this still isn't quote unquote normal mm -hmm. market. And we need to still be preparing and pushing forward with those things that will make us competitive in the future. Um, and when I, when I think about that, one of the biggest challenges I see is that people are just waiting. You mm -hmm. could have taken advantage of the last six months to really improve some things, really increase your, your online presence, really improve your outreach, really improve things like SEO and your social media presence and all of those things. And instead, we're just like, oh, I'm too busy selling homes. I'm not going to worry mm -hmm. about that right now. I think that's a that's a miss for and for those who haven't uh, paused, who kept going, they're going to be that much further ahead because these things right. don't just get done in five minutes. It, it's it's an investment over time to make it happen. Sorry, that got a little long winded. No, Jeff. I think that's <laughs> dead on too. So yeah, you're right. I hadn't thought about that. You know, people are on pause, so time to come off pause and get going. I mean, we we've got a builder we've been talking to about a new website for about four months now. And they still haven't made a decision. It's not that they pick somebody else, you know, or they want to work with somebody else. They they just can't make the decision right. to move forward. And I I want to tell them it, we would be done now if we had if we had started. Well, and that's what know. I was going to say. You know, if they even if they say go now, you know, they're going to be bumping up against spring market before it's you know live that's right. because we've got the holidays and you know, with, with, uh, well, we've got international builder shows at a weird time this year, but, you know, we're going to lose part of you know November to Thanksgiving and part of December and January to the holidays and then part of February to builder show. So, you know, if you want a new website for the spring, you better take your finger off the pause button and click go. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and, and what happens when everybody does that is, you know what, there's only so much capacity to go around and you might Correct. be in line and, and might not be able to be the first one in line. Um, right. to get some of those things done. Yeah. Well, thinking about digital marketing, I mean, where should builders be putting their money? Obviously, websites one. I always say, Carol, it makes it makes no business sense to drive traffic by spending money on advertising to a website that will not convert that traffic. Correct. So so if you if your website's just going to throw away the traffic because it's mm -hmm. not optimized properly, that's a miss. At the same time, it's still better to move forward and increase than do nothing at all. Right. Um, and, and so first is making sure that website's solid. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it needs to be solid. Second is SEO because mm -hmm. of the longer term impact of those investments. Right. But in that shorter time, getting into the social media, the, the paid search type of advertising on Google and social media, both organic and paid on social is, is really um, where the traffic's going to come from. Mm -hmm. But then within all of it, and of course, everybody's going, well, Greg, we, she, she said one, there's 20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's about your content quality as well, right? Yeah. Whether that's your writing, whether that's kind of the, the types of, of imagery you've got available, your photography, your, your computer generated, you know, uh, renderings and things of that nature. Just having those types of high quality assets that are going to stay with you. You know, when you put money in content creation, it doesn't expire tomorrow, you know, and, and there's really an opportunity to let that grow and, and help drive some of the other strategies as well. No, that's absolutely true. You know, and I feel like SEO is misunderstood on so many levels. And, you know, I'm sure we have people in the audience who are like, well, he said, start on SEO, but while that gets going, do pay-per-click 
you know, search engine marketing and spend money on Facebook and spend money on social. And I, I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand how organic traffic works and how important organic traffic is. And that's the traffic that comes from your search engine optimization. So, you know, what Greg is saying is your SEO campaign is going to take time. You know, you're not just going to launch it and it's not going to turn on this amazing lead machine. It's going to build and it's something you've got to do month over month and year over year and keep working on it because it's stuff on page, which is on your site and then off page as well. But, you know, a sound SEO strategy, once it's in place, you know, should be driving the bulk of your website traffic. So if you don't have a lot of organic traffic, it means you don't have a good SEO strategy. And, you know, what you can do to augment that traffic until you do is spend more money on paid ads. But in the long run, you can spend less money overall with a sound SEO strategy, which is why it's so important to have companies like Blue Tangerine who understand how to put that in place. But, you know, I guess, Greg, you know, take that a little bit further, you know, talk about, you know, on page versus off page and what what's important and kind of what is that timeline from the time you start it till, you know, builders really start to see substantial results. Yeah, I, typically when people think of SEO, they're thinking about keywords, mm -hmm. right? They're thinking about writing content with the right keywords. And that is a core part of all of it. And that's why we think of that, because right. that is a core part of all of it. But there are elements of SEO that go beyond just content and keywords. Some of that is technical and how the code of your site is put together, you know, and that's that tends to be more of a one-time kind of cleanup mm -hmm. effort or or built, you know, should be done right with a new site if it hasn't been done right before. But then as you mentioned, this off-site effort that deals with how does the world see your company within the, the larger internet beyond your own website. One of the key parts of that is like a Google business profile, for example. Um, Microsoft Bing has a business profile. Uh, you should, in reality, if you're building communities, you could have a Google profile, a business profile for every one of your sales centers. Um, and which again, for builders, that's a little different than a lot of other companies because they have all these physical locations. Those profiles drive those map searches mm -hmm. that you see. And, and help you get on, on those map searches. Um, you, you also get into what we call citation uh, efforts about having the same address, phone number, spelling of your company name, all of these types of little details that help Google say, oh, these are all the same company. You right. know, these all belong together. And therefore, if it's all split up, you kind of dilute the power of that, that view of helping Google understand who, the, who you are as a company and, and what types of content and searches and things you get into. So all of that said, the biggest thing, Carol, is SEO is a competitive environment. Everything you do, somebody else is trying to get ranked better than you too. So it's right. not just a do it once and there you are. Right. Oh, look, we're number one for new Yay. homes in Atlanta. You know, that would be fabulous. But somebody else wants to be there too. And they're always kind of changing. And then of mm -hmm. course, just to make it more fun, Google changes the rules sometimes right. um, and just kind of keeps us guessing as to what's most important. Now, again, they're always trying to make sure the best results show at the top. And th so they're not changing the rules just to be rude and, and to, you know, make the SEO people charge more. They're doing it because they want to make sure the highest quality links and, and sites are being shown to searchers so that searchers get the best result that they can for what they're looking for. Yeah. You know, and I, and I just thought about this, you know, I'm going to throw you a curveball here. Um, but, you know, 
search may start to change. We have AI now. So, you know, are you thinking about search differently or looking at how you're building websites differently so that it starts to accommodate what, you know, artificial intelligence might be looking for and what people are asking, you know, sites like ChatGPT? Definitely search is changing with AI. And and what's changing is where people are asking the questions, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Now, of course, the search engines are also embedding these language models into their algorithms, you know, to help figure out what is this person actually looking for, right? That's right. that's the heart of what a search engine does is how do I find out what they really want and show them what they're really looking for? Um, we would not spend a lot of time on Google if every time we searched, we got stuff that was completely irrelevant for what we're after. You know, right. that's, that's what makes it a good search engine, right? Is we find relevant um, results. Now that said, what do we do different from an SEO standpoint? It, it doesn't change a lot today because at the end of the day, these language models are consuming the content that On you're creating. And yep. so you you still need to be creating useful, informative, supportive content that tells people what you do, how you do it, why they should work with you, the kinds of, of benefits of your particular product or location mm-hmm. or, or whatever it needs to be. Today, there's a real difference. Like ChatGTP is not real time yet. It's right. a couple years behind as far as the, the content that it's consumed. There are other tools that are trying, you know, Google, of course, is trying to, to create one that's much right. more current um, and, and reading content that, that's been out there a much shorter amount of time. It's, it's a fascinating area to watch. We cannot ignore it. But today, what you need to do is create quality content. The same right. as what you needed to do yesterday. That that mm-hmm. hasn't changed yet. Where people are going to go look for it, how they're going to look for it, um, is is a is a fascinating thing. Now, granted, if you're curious, go ask ChatGTP. Hey, give me a list of home builders in in your particular area I've and see that. if you show up. Right? It's yeah. kind of interesting. And then you can ask it why it didn't include you and see what kind of answers you get. Because <laughs> yeah. I've done that too. I've asked it that for Atlanta. You know, what are the top home builders in Atlanta? And of course rendered this giant list of giant builders. I'm like, well, what about some of the smaller builders? You know, who are some of the smaller builders that I should consider? And it gave me that list too. So it's kind of interesting, but it is, you know, if you're a new builder and you've only been online for a couple of years, you might not be listed at all since, you know, chat's data is from, I mean, what did they say, 2020 and beyond? Yeah, a couple of years ago at um, least, yeah. yeah. Although every now and then I ask it a question that there's no way it should be able to answer and it does, so. Now, one time I, I was asking it about, you know, home builder marketing agencies and it did not include Blue Tangerine. So I said, oh. why didn't you include Blue Tangerine? And it apologized to me. It said, oh, oh we should have. Oh, how funny. Oh my <laughs> they're, they're, It said, they're, they're great. We, I'm so, yeah. Yeah, we will. They are definitely one we should include in the list. And I was like, okay, that's so funny. It kind of makes you wonder. I wonder how it's going to learn. And if a lot of us ask that same question and say, well, why didn't you include? If it's going to start to include, you know, blue tangerine more regularly, right? That's right. So I just I think that's going to be interesting to see. You know, is there a way to game Chat GPT? Right. Crafting the perfect marketing strategy is like constructing the perfect pair of jeans. You need all the right components and expertise. Unlike trying on a dressing room full of jeans, Denim Marketing makes the process painless and easy. Denim Marketing is the market leader in creating quality original content for home builders, developers, remodelers, and others in the industry. Call 770 383 
888-888-3360 or email carol at denimmarketing.com to find out how Denim Marketing can be a comfortable fit for your social media, public relations, marketing campaigns, email marketing, blogs, and other marketing needs. Well, what else from the technology aspect should home builders be focused on? You know, I, I think AI is obviously a, a huge piece of what's happening right now in the market. Again, mm-hmm. a year or so ago when ChatGTP came out, it was like shocked everybody, you know, at how powerful it was. I think some of the sheen has worn off just a little bit, you know, and and but yet there are AI tools popping up everywhere, everywhere. that are building on top of that. The great news is, is that you can use these to help you with this content that we've been talking about, mm-hmm. you know, to make it a little more effective. It doesn't do it all for you. Don't expect no. an AI tool to, <laughs> to do it for you. You, you still, you still got to have the, the human element there, but it can help speed up some of pieces of the process, especially oh, absolutely. the idea creation or the outlining or the draft versions of things. Almost the way that you could talk to a person who was doing your writing for you and yes. say, hey, could you give me an article about this? And, oh, now tweak it here, or this isn't accurate, fix that, or, or whatever. And you might need to do some of that fixing yourself. But I think there's a real opportunity for those who are looking at content creation to, yeah. to leverage some of these tools uh, and, and be able to, to do that well yeah. and, and faster. Yeah, from my perspective, it gives a really great first draft, but it doesn't write very well. It doesn't mm-hmm. write in Associated Press style. It doesn't use active voice. It will always use an Oxford comma, which I detest. That is not AP style. Um, it will switch between third person and first person within the same article. It tends to be incredibly redundant, incredibly redundant. It might say the same thing three different ways in, a, in an article. Um, so what I've found is the more information you can give it, the better your result's going to be. But it still is going to require, I, I don't think I've ever used chat for anything that I haven't spent 30 minutes to an hour finalizing, finishing, putting within brand, you know, tweaking, making sure the right person is quoted. It makes up stuff. So, you know, I could ask it to quote you, Greg, and it might make up some person at your company who doesn't even exist and quote them as the president of Blue Tangerine instead. So it's really interesting. But I think for people who, you know, how much time do we spend? Okay, I've got to write this article. And you're just staring at the blank screen, right? You know, getting that article started, getting that article, like you said, outlined. Um, I think there's some fantastic uses for it. And with fewer and fewer people coming out of college, we're all going to have to find more ways to, you know, get more work done with less staff. So finding ways to augment, you know, the human element with uh, our friend chat, uh, I think it's going to be very interesting. There, there's going to be a whole new skill set of how to prompt AI tools. That, that oh, are absolutely. Coming. You know, learning learning how to do those prompts, how to um, give it the, the right type of information in order to get, you know, mm-hmm. I've, I've experimented with giving it some of the things I've written in the past and then creating the Greg Bray style, you right. know, and, and right. kind of saving that so that it sounds mm. more like me, right. you know, kind of a thing. Um, oh, it helps, it helps reduce some of that rework that you were uh-huh. talking about. Yep. It's not yep. perfect. Um, like you said, if you start asking for facts and quotes, it's not the right tool for that. You need to add those later, unless, right. unless you give it in the outline and say, Hey, I'm looking right. for uh, an article about our building process. Here are the three key steps. Here's what most people, you know, like, here's two sentences about this. If you can feed it 
kind right. of a really rough outline, you can get now your five paragraphs and then start editing and really Correct. cut that effort in half, you know, of what it would take you to just write from scratch, oh, especially when you're not a writer and it's it's hard to write, you know. Exactly. And I think that's going to be the benefit. The biggest benefit of it is going to be kind of leveling the playing field of the people who write well versus those who hate to write or don't write well. It's going to, you know, kind of even that out. Um so I think it'll it'll be interesting to watch. You know, I like to treat it like, you know, that kind of entry level employee or intern. And it's kind of the more information you give them, the better the result is. So it's the same for the AI. The more information you can give it, the better the result is for sure. I think, Carol, the other the other key technology thing to to keep an eye on outside of AI is just the idea of the online interactions within the home buying process mm-hmm. are just continuing to to grow. You know, we've done some research that that indicated that as much as 40% of the buying home buying audience is willing to interact online, you know, as part of that process right. with with 28% actually saying we would prefer to buy the home online. You know, so that's that's not everybody by any means, but it is a significant portion of the buying um audience mm-hmm. out there. And and as builders, we're still behind on making it easy to move through that, that buying right. journey back and forth between the website and the sales office. We don't believe at Blue Tangerine that it will be an unassisted process. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not what we see in the future. But we do see people visiting, talking to a salesperson, going home, continuing their research, making a decision now that they've seen the three lots or the two models, you know, checking things and then actually making some of those commitments on the website at, you know, midnight when the, the sales office is closed and they can finally focus and and get that thing done. Uh, and and again, most builder sites do not support that today. And, and we need to start moving in that direction. Yeah. So buy now is, is clearly going to uh, still be important. And, you know, the other thing that I see for, for uh, websites is just continuing to, you know, make them stickier, more photos, more videos, more 3D tours, more of all the things that help to show exactly what it is that you're offering to that buyer. You know, if they can't find it on your site, they're going to go to some other site that does have it and maybe buy from them instead of you. So, you know, that kind of mentality that I think we all used to have that was like, oh, less is more. Let's not give them enough. Let's make them them ask the question. They don't want to ask the question. They might not ask the question. You know, you might be losing a pretty large percentage of buyers if you're making them ask for everything. Or if they do ask a question and you don't get back to them uh, almost immediately, you're going to lose them too. I know you guys, you guys did some secret shopping research not too long ago that that was really enlightening as to how many builders still don't respond very quickly to those inquiries. And it's it's a critical part of that. It's shocking. You know, and same even for social media. You know, you think about it on what planet would you start a conversation? So let's just say I say, oh, Greg, you know, I saw that your son won his baseball game. Congratulations. So I'm going to put that on your social media page. And then you're just not going to respond. Right. I mean, that's what we see happen all the time out there, you know, in, in real life and in interpersonal relationships, we wouldn't do that. Greg wouldn't ignore if I said, oh, congratulations, blah, 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 blah. He would at least give it a thumbs up or say thanks or something. Yet day in, day out, we see these social media pages that are just, you know, either comments are locked, so you can't comment at all. Or if you do comment, it's just a snooze fest. Nobody ever answers your question, no ever, no response, no thank you, no nothing. And I know it requires time, but, you know, it, 
We've got buyers that want to feel like that they can trust us, that they can relate to us, that we're communicating with them. And if their first impression is they don't get a response from our contact form, you know, and then they don't get response from our Facebook page, then we're just doing them a disservice. And again, probably sending them to the competitor down the street that is more communicative. Definitely. Completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my must-have bucket for for builders for 2024 is going to include a lot of content marketing um, because, you know, you've got to have that communication. You've got to tell your story. So I would still say blogging, email marketing, you know, promotions, social media, public relations are kind of at the top of my list for the must-haves, but that does come behind the website and the SEO. Um, You know, what else? Is there anything else you'd put on that bucket list as a must-have? I think I would put on that list better content, you know, especially mm-hmm. from the visual, visually engaging mm-hmm. content. Spend spend some money on photography, spend some money on renderings. And and this is not stuff that Blue Tangerine provides. Correct. You know, um, but but we know that when people have these interactive tours and tools and and floor plan tools that la- allow them to pick options and see furniture and pricing and all of those types of engaging tools, they spend a lot more time on your website. They get emotionally connected to the purchase and you're still able to differentiate on that right now. Everybody doesn't have those. Um, A lot of builders do not have those. And so they will spend more time with you. They will recognize your brand and then figure out how to follow up with them because they're saving those in in a place where you can get the email to go with it. That's fantastic. That's really great advice. And, you know, from the from the social media perspective, if you have that, again, it's just something that's stickier, a reason to stay on your pages longer, a reason to stay on your blog post longer, a reason to stay on your website longer. So, you know, having that information and again, giving them, I think, I think uh, less is not more, more is more. So remove the less is more phrase. Now, you know, maybe less is more when it comes to writing some stuff, you don't have to be so verbose, but you know, you've got to give them what they're looking for and they need to be able to find it within a few clicks so that they don't get frustrated. So, um, you know, I, Greg and I talk about this a lot too, you know, pricing, put your pricing on your website. Don't make them guess what your houses cost or where they are. We've talked about location a lot, you know, make sure that location is somewhere on your website, that they know where you're located. Um, I think just removing the guessing game, you know, having somebody look at your website from a fresh perspective who doesn't know you and, you know, can they find everything that they would want to know if they were buying a house? I mean, just to piggyback on that, Carol, when when we did our, our research, the, the top two things that buyers wanted to find on a builder's website was location information and pricing information. Mm-hmm. Those Those were the top two. And so many builders focus on this lifestyle type of um of of design where they're trying to show the happy people and the and the amenities and, and these types of things. Granted, it's not that that's not important, right? It, that creates emotional connection and a desire right. to to have that lifestyle. But at the same time, if I can't figure out where you build, I got to move on. <laughs> right. I, I got to move on, and and it's yeah. too hard to figure that out on too many builder websites. Right? Maybe that should be on the homepage. Right. You know, a map that's obviously Georgia or Texas or wherever it is, or if it's not a map because you're not in multiple locations, it's just wording that says, you know, we're a quality custom home builder in Austin, Texas, whatever it is, you know, let them know where you are. So it's great advice, Greg. (laughs) So... Well, we are running short on time. So for listeners who want more information on you and Blue Tangerine and what they should be doing in 2024 to get their marketing started, how do they look? How do they locate and find you? 
Well, of course, our website is the best way to connect blue tangerine like the fruit dot uh, com. Uh, and we'd we'd love to have a, a chat, a free consultation to see if there's something there that we can help. We're also going to have a big presence at the International Builder Show in February. So if you're going to be in Vegas, uh, we'd love to connect there. We'll have a booth. We're doing several presentations. Uh, so let us know if you're going to be there. Love to to connect in person with people as much as possible as well. Yeah, that is great advice. And the Builder Show is a little late this year. It's late February, but I mean, I guess if people want to uh, you know, start planning in late February for 2024, that works. So <laughs> at least it's not quite spring market yet. But uh, yeah, stop by, see the Blue Tangerine booth, go see them speak. Um, they'll be everywhere. So uh, with that, I want to thank Greg Bray for joining me in studio today and sharing his industry experience and his thoughts for marketing in 2024. On behalf of our show sponsor, Denim Marketing, I'm your host, Carol Morgan. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and give us a positive rating and review. Um, if you are interested in making sure you never miss one of these episodes, then go to iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify and click to get the regular notifications and downloads. You can also go to our YouTube page and click that little notification bell at the top to make sure you never miss an episode that is recorded on YouTube. Um, with that, if you're interested in being on this show, contact me, carol at denimmarketing.com and let me know what you'd like to talk to me about. Um, with that, thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you right here again next week. Today's episode was made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite real estate blog and source for real estate news, trends, new home communities, model homes, builders, and more. Denim Marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim Marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your podcast or iTunes app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio Show.